Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Welcome to the Oceana Gold Q1 2020 Financial Results Webcast and Conference Call. At this time, all lines are in a listen-only mode. Following the presentation, we will conduct a question-and-answer session. If at any time during this call you require immediate assistance, please press star zero for the operator. Note that this call is being recorded on Thursday, May 14th at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And I would like to turn the conference over to Sam Pazuki. Please go ahead, sir. Good evening, morning. Welcome to Oceana Gold's first quarter 2020 results webcast and conference call. I am Sam Pazuki, the Vice President of Investor Relations for Oceana Gold. I am joined today by Michael Holmes, President and CEO of Oceana Gold, along with Scott McQueen, Chief Financial Officer, and Jim Whitaker, our Executive General Manager of the Hale Operation. We turn it over to slide two in the cautionary statements. Uh, Before we proceed, note that references in this presentation adhere to international financial reporting standards, and all financial figures are denominated in U.S. dollars unless otherwise stated. Also note that the presentation contains forward-looking statements, which by their very nature are subject to some degree of uncertainty. There can be no assurances that our forward-looking statements will prove to be accurate as future results and events could differ materially. It's also important to note that although we have maintained our formal 2020 guidance, the current situation related to the COVID-19 virus is still fluid and could impact the current state of our business. However, we have strict protocols in place to safeguard the health and well-being of our workforce. I refer you to the disclaimers on the forward-looking statements in our presentation. I now turn it over to Michael Holmes, our President and CEO. Thank you, Sam, and good morning, good evening to all. I hope everyone is healthy and safe through this unprecedented time. Moving on to slide three, the results overview. Despite the emergence of the COVID-19 global pandemic creating additional and varied risks across our global operational footprint, we delivered a good quarter of operational performance while safeguarding the health and well-being of our workforce. Production and unit costs were in line with our expectations with continued productivity increases at Hale, despite the strict protocols we put in place at the beginning of March and a higher than normal rainfall during the first quarter. At quarter end, the New Zealand government imposed restrictions in the wake of COVID-19, resulting in the curtailment of mine operations and limited processing at McRae, as well as the shutdown of development activities at Waihee. On April 28th, we resumed full operations at McRae's and restarted the development of the Martha Underground project following easing of those restrictions. Revenue decreased from the previous quarter due to the lower gold sale volumes, which was partially offset by a higher average gold price received. The EBITDA decreased slightly quarter on quarter from lower sales and margins, but this was partially offset 
by lower corporate costs. Our adjusted net loss of $10.7 million for the quarter reflects decreased revenue as expected and a similar quarter-on-quarter -quarter depreciation and amortisation costs related to higher prescripting activities. Our adjusted EPS was negative two cents. Cash flow per share was 19 cents inclusive of the gold pre-sales and seven cents without the pre-sales, which was ahead of consensus. As we manage the near-term risks associated with the COVID-19 virus, we're also advancing our organic growth opportunities. Moving on to slide four. We've operated a sustainable business for the past 30 years by applying robust ESG practices across our business. We are proud of our ability to discover all bodies, build projects, operate mines, and rehabilitate depleted mines. Our overall ESG performance has been recognised by the major ESG rating agencies, where we are currently ranked in the top five globally in the gold industry. As an operator for much of my career, I recognise that managing health and safety in mining requires continued and sustained focus. It requires having the right culture in place and strong, committed leadership that reinforces health and safety values across the workforce, whether it's, at, whether it's in an operation or in the corporate office. I've always been a believer that there is a direct correlation between health and safety performance and operational performance. As such, the health, safety and wellbeing of our workforce will always be paramount. With the rapid escalation and spread of the COVID-19 virus, we were required to act swiftly to safeguard our workforce. It was nearly two months ago that we implemented very strict protocols at each of our operations and for our corporate staff. The situation remains fluid, however. We have managed this risk effectively, and to date, we have no known cases of COVID-19 anywhere in our business. Overall, our safety performance continues to improve, particularly at Hale and McRae's resulting in the company's total recordable injury frequency rate trending lower. Our focus will remain on ensuring that our people understand and manage risks every day, and we continue to achieve this through strong leadership and persistent communications to ensure the trend continues in the right direction. Moving on to slide six and looking at the operational results and a summary of Hale. The first quarter at Hale saw the implementation of the enhanced safety and health protocols to manage the COVID-19. And more rainfall than forecasted historical averages in the, in the Carolinas. Despite these factors, we managed to deliver on plant production and mine more material quarter on quarter, and particularly year on year. Hale improved its safety performance quarter on quarter and significantly improved from the same period last year. Hale had one recordable injury during the first quarter reducing its tripper to 5.7. This performance reflects the site's ongoing commitment to safety leadership and increased employee engagement. We are pleased with Hale's first quarter operational performance. Production is in line with our expectations while mining rates continue to increase and mining unit costs continue to decrease quarter on quarter and year over year. It was the fourth consecutive quarter of productivity improvements at Hale. Mining costs in the first quarter were 5% lower than in the fourth quarter of 2019 and 50% lower than a year ago. Total mining movements increased 8% quarter on quarter and more than doubled 
year over year, reflecting the productivity improvements from our upgraded mining fleet. By the end of the quarter, we had all 15 of the new Komatsu 730E haul trucks operating, and these trucks are supported by six 785 Caterpillar haul trucks. The process plant continues to operate ahead of expectations, and over the past couple of months, we have achieved record throughput days annualising to 3.8 million tonnes per annum. Mill feed was 16% higher year on year and similar quarter on quarter, despite an extended shutdown of the regrind circuit in the process plant for planned maintenance in January. Recoveries were as expected and in line with the planned processed grades. We are seeing year on year increases in recoveries at the same relative mine grade. And we continue to find, and we continue to fine tune the regrinding circuit. As the year progresses, production will increase, and the oil and sustaining costs will decrease at Hale. This is simply a function of the mine sequencing, where grades improve as the year progresses. Our head grade in the first quarter was 1.36 gram per tonne. For the second quarter, we're expected to be around 1.4 grams per tonne, increasing to two grams per tonne in the third quarter and around 2.4 grams per tonne in the fourth quarter. We also expect our mining unit costs to continue decreasing as the year progresses. With the right leadership team and the workforce in place, we are confident in delivering our full year guidance at Hale. Moving on to slide seven and the praise, we call it the mine that keeps on giving. However, it is truly the most unappreciated asset in our portfolio. During the first quarter, the operation recorded no reportable injuries and a tripper rate of 3.1 per million hours worked. We continue to see a reduction in the number and severity of injuries, reflecting strong site engagement in the behavioural-based safety initiatives implemented last year. In the first quarter, McRae's produced around 39,000 ounces of gold, down year on year and quarter on quarter as expected, reflecting a lower head grade and increased total waste movements as pre-strip progressed at the Coronation Royal Stage 4 and Innes Mills open pits. Total mill feed decreased quarter on quarter and year on year due to the harder oil feed from the Coronation Stage 5. And it also reflects some impacts of suspension of a portion of the milling circuit in late March due to the COVID-19 restrictions. The all and sustaining cost of 1218 per ounce sold includes $113 per ounce related to the purchase of a new Hitachi excavator, which helped facilitate increased waste movements during the quarter. Looking ahead to the remainder of the year, we expect production at McRae's in the second quarter to be lower than in the first quarter due to the five weeks of limited processing. We are looking to make up the shortfall in production over the course of the year. The second half of the year is expected to be stronger than the first, with the fourth quarter expected to be the highest quarter of production at the lowest corresponding fall in sustaining costs. It's important to also highlight that McRae's has generated very strong free cash flows over the past few years. The New Zealand denominated gold price has never been this high, which along with the lower fuel prices and the exchange rate represents some major tailwinds for our New Zealand businesses. With the release of the Golden Point Underground study in the second half of this year, we expect to daylight a mine life extension at McRae's at consistent production levels of 150,000 to 180,000 ounces a year 
and an all-in sustaining costs around US$1,000 per ounce. We expect McRae's to be a major source of free cash flow generation for many years to come. Moving on to slide eight and why he reported one recordable injury during the quarter, increasing its TRIFA rate to 4.2 to from 3.6 million hours worked at the end of quarter, at the end of 2019. Mining activities at the major veins in the Corento underground were completed during the first quarter, producing approximately 12,000 ounces of gold. The processing plant was shut down in February and will restart in the fourth quarter to batch process all from the narrow vein mining that will continue for the duration of this year. We're expecting 7,000 to 8,000 ounces of gold production from Waihe in the fourth quarter. During the quarter, we completed over 1,500 metres of development for Martha Underground until activities were temporarily curtailed due to COVID-19 related restrictions, which were then lifted on April 28. You will note that as the year progresses, the development rates will continue to increase. The dip in development in the second quarter relates to the five-week hiatus, and despite this, we remain on track for first production from Martha Underground in the second quarter of 2021. Moving on to slide nine and to DIPIO. Currently, all levels of government in the Philippines are responding to the COVID-19 pandemic. Our focus remains on lifting the restraints of the mine and the renewal of the FTAA. The FTAA renewal remains with the office of the president. And we understand the president was involved in discussions about the renewal with senior government officials at the end of February. We recognise the impact of the uncertainty of the renewal has on our operating and financial results, the shareholders of the company, and importantly, the locals that depend on the DPO's ongoing operations to support themselves and their families. The mine is a significant source of jobs, taxes and revenues that we believe will be critical in contributing to the Philippines post-COVID-19 recovery. Despite the temporary layoff of non-essential workers in mid-April and the uncertainty around the timing of the COVID crisis, we do remain confident of a positive outcome. I will now turn the presentation over to Scott McQueen to take you through our financial results. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Michael, and hello, everyone. The next few slides cover some key aspects of our balance sheet and our first quarter financial performance. Moving to slide 11, which provides a snapshot of our balance sheet. As at March 31, our cash balance was 177 million, and our net debt decreased to 121 million. This reflected steady underlying operating cash flow in the quarter, proactive steps taken to enhance liquidity, as well as reprofiling our 2020 operating cash flow to better align our capital plans and to ensure optimal development timelines at our key organic growth projects. These steps included the sale of our equity position in GSB, which netted 22.7 million, continued engagement with regulators in the Philippines, to secure approval to export and sell just over $11 million of gold borer, which have been on site since mid-2019. And as noted, the reprofiling of our 2020 operating cash flow via the gold prepay ex executed in March, bringing forward just over $78 million from late in the second half. 
In response to the onset of COVID-19 pandemic, we also took the preemptive step of drawing down the remaining 50 million from our revolving credit facility, given uncertainty how the crisis would impact global credit markets. We are also seeing downward pressure on input costs across the business, the full benefits of which should start to flow through in the, next, in the current quarter. This included lower diesel costs, which at Hale were expected to account for up to 15% of operating costs, and at McRae's up to 10%. The weaker New Zealand currency also represents a significant broad-based reduction in US dollar terms in respect of our New Zealand dollar operating costs. Despite the material shift in key inputs, we currently have no plans for additional hedging. Our strategy at McRae's has always been focused on protecting margins on the downside. Both gold price and currency are not seeking to pick the top. Currently spot prices, as well as consensus forward expectations, support continued strong cash margins. Therefore, we are happy to continue to benefit from market prices and current exchange rates and oil price declines on an unhedged basis. We continue to manage the balance sheet to meet whatever short-term challenges arise while ensuring we have the capacity to deliver our growth projects on the optimal timeline. Moving to slide 12. The quarter-on-quarter -quarter reductions in both revenue and EBITDA mostly reflect the planned lower gold production and sales in the quarter. The lower volumes are only partially offset by a 7% quarter-on-quarter increase in the average gold price received, combined with lower G&A costs and indirect taxes, both predominantly related to the DPO. The reported NPAT for the first quarter was a loss of $26 million, which included an unrealised mark-to-market loss of $21 million on revaluation of the New Zealand dollar gold hedges, which reflected material increases in spot gold prices and declines in the New Zealand dollar exchange rate across the quarter. As noted, the adjusted net profit, excluding unrealised hedge gains and losses, was a loss of $10.7 million or negative $0.02 cents per share fully diluted. As per the cash flow summary at the bottom, Operating cash flows for the quarter increased from the prior quarter, coming in at $121 million, inclusive of the gold prepay, which equates to $0.19 cents per share. On an adjusted basis, after removing work, working capital charges, including the prepayment, the result was $0.07 cents per share as noted. First quarter investing cash flows decreased 30% from the prior quarter, although capital in expenditure increased due to higher pre-stripping which, offset, which was offset by the sale of our position in Gold Standard Ventures, netting $22.7 million, as previously noted. Financing cash flows, $45 million, reflects the positive impact of the $50 million drawdown from our revolving credit facility, partially offset by quarterly finance charges. Turning to slide 13, which provides some additional detail on our capital expenditure. As outlined at the top of the table, total capital expenditure increased 19% quarter on quarter to approximately $59 million. The increase reflects higher pre-stripping activity at Hale and McRae's, partially offset by lower exploration spend, where the focus has been narrowed to our organic growth opportunities. The increase in general operating capital largely reflects the purchase of a new excavator at McRae's, which accounted for $113 per ounce of McRae's Q1 all-in sustaining cost. 
We've recently completed an effective sale and leaseback arrangement covering that excavator under a 10 million fleet finance facility with Westpac Bank. We're happy to have yet another leading bank associated with the company. Growth capital was relatively unchanged quarter on quarter. The main areas of investment during the quarter were the hail expansion, which included construction of the TSF wall lift and additional PAG storage capacity. Growth spend at Waihe increased, reflecting the development progress at Master Underground. As already noted, pre-strip at both Hale and McRae's increased materially in the first quarter as expected and consistent with the respective mine plans. At Hale, we expect the second quarter to include the highest level of capital expenditure for the year related to the TSF list, which will be completed in the third quarter. Sustaining capital, mainly relates to pre-strip, is expected to increase into the second quarter, again into the third before re reducing in the fourth. McRae's capital will decrease in Q2 and Q3 before increasing slightly in the fourth quarter. Naturally, we are prior prioritising investment in exploration as the value creator. And we are focused in our efforts at and around Waihe given the positive progress both the MARTA and the WP drilling programs provide. I will now turn it over to Michael to discuss these opportunities in more detail. Thank you, Scott. Moving on to slide 14, we have a high quality management team and high quality assets, which is a recipe for success, combined with one of the best organic growth pipelines in the gold sector. Over the next several years, we expect to build four underground mines in low-risk jurisdictions where we have extensive operating expertise. Moving on to slide 15, more specifically, we can see here the investment and then we are investing in the growth opportunities at each of them at different stages. The majority of our exploration activities, as mentioned, are in New Zealand, particularly at Waihe, where we have significantly increased the resource from 500,000 uh, ounces when we acquired the asset in 2015 to over 2.5 million ounces today. We have invested significantly in the drill bit which has successfully delivered this resource expansion at a discovery cost of less than $30 per ounce. We believe that today's resource at Waihe is really only the beginning, particularly at WKP, which is a new discovery with only 35,000 metres of drilling to date. The master underground development will continue to progress over the course of the next year. At a high level and subject to the results of the Waihe District Study, we expect the Martha Underground to produce approximately 40 to 50,000 ounces of gold next year and will ramp up to 90 to 100,000 ounces of gold within a few years. The Waihe District Study, which is a preliminary economic study, is expected to be released later this quarter or next quarter. The study will provide only an initial view of the value creating potential of the opportunities in, Waihe, in the Waihe district, including the Martha Underground and WKP. With a lot of drilling ahead of us, it is important to highlight that the district study will only include the reported resource and thus will only capture what we believe to be a fraction of the value of Martha Underground and WKP. At McRae's, we continue to advance the Golden Point Underground Study, which we expect to highlight a new underground mine replacing the Fraser's Underground and ex 
and extend the mine life of McRae's at similar production rates. This study is expected to be completed in the second half of this year with an updated 43101 technical report. At Hale, the SEIS permitting process is in the final stages. Meanwhile, we continue to optimise the Horseshoe Underground Mine Plan and we expect portal development to begin next year. Once Horseshoe is developed, we will explore more extensively at depth in the one kilometre corridor between Horseshoe and Palomino deposits, where we have sparsely drilled and have identified high-grade zones. Moving on to slide 16, we are driving, implementing and looking to achieve Oceana Gold's strategic goals, delivering on the company's commitment and advance our organic growth opportunities over the next several years. Together, we are managing the near-term risks and planning for the long-term with an acute focus on health, safety and the wellbeing of our workforce. While production was impacted at McRae's in the month of April due to the COVID-19 restrictions, we believe we can achieve our 2020 production guidance but coming in at the lower end of that, of that range. We will also be looking to make up for lost production throughout the course of this year. We expect lower quarter-on-quarter -quarter production from New Zealand operations as Waihee is shutting down until the fourth quarter and McRae's had limited production in April. This decrease is partially offset by the high expected production from Hale. We also continue to strictly enforce the protocols and safeguards we have in place at each of our operations. To summarise, we have three key initiatives this year. One is to deliver on the 2020 expectations. Two is to resume our operations at the DPO. And three is to progress our organic growth on time and on budget. Oceana Gold has high quality operations, a high quality management team, and a strong growth pipeline with a balance sheet to support it. We continue to advance our organic growth opportunities which again, we believe represents one of the most significant growth platforms for investors in the gold industry. Thank you very much. Um, and now back to Sam. Thank you, Michael. Uh, that concludes the formal presentation segment of the webcast. I will now turn the webcast over to the moderator to facilitate the Q&A session. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do have a question at this time, please press star followed by a one on your touchtone phone. You will hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request. Should you decide you would like to withdraw your question, you will need to press star followed by two. And if you are using a speakerphone, we ask that you please lift the handset before pressing any keys. Please go ahead and press star one now if you have any questions. And your first question will be from Daniel Morgan at UBS. Please go ahead, sir. Uh, good, good morning. Uh, just a question on, you've got various growth projects uh, for underground mines you're looking to develop over the next little while, uh, which is quite a big growth platform. Uh, just wondering how that looks versus the balance sheet where, uh, you know, how are you, you going to fund it? Do you need to stagger any of these developments? Are they competing with each other? How do you think about that? And do you need more capital? Yes, thank you, Daniel. They are, the, the four underground mines are staggered. So we're currently in the one underground mine with the Martha at this point in time. 
when you look at the Fraser's uh, underground mine, we're currently in, in, pros, in progress and sort of finishing that off at, uh, at McRae's and that will sort of roll over into the Golden Point underground. Uh, so utilising the same equipment, same people, and, uh, and it's a fairly short sort of decline in waste until we're straight back into the ore. So that'll be a minimal, minimal spend. Uh, with the underground at Hale, it's uh, it's in sort of it's been deferred a year um, due to the, uh, the the current sort of restrictions with uh, with the DPO uh, as well as the COVID, and so we're just finalising that and uh, and bringing that in line with the the production sort of output at Hale. So the uh, the projects um, are, are to be funded within the uh, within our current um, current cash cash flows. Thank you. And uh, materially higher gold price than I think any of us expected uh, maybe 12 months ago. I'm uh, just wondering how you're thinking about that impacts your business vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, how you think about reserves, how you think about you know, what grades you might choose to mill over the next little while. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. We're we're stuck with the um, currently got our mine plan, um, and and you know the ore bodies are, are limited to the current um, the, the current uh, cutoff grades that we have got. Um, it is the opportunities, you know, with a uh, with a higher gold price to have a look at some of the um, the ore surrounding the current ore bodies and and what the opportunities are there for an expansion of pits. Particularly in in uh, McRae's, where uh, where it is highly leveraged to the gold price, uh, the rest of the um, the rest of the ore bodies are fairly well you know contained from a uh, from a hard sort of geological boundary or infrastructure boundary. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Next question will be from Chris Thompson at PI Financial. Please go ahead, sir. Hi guys, uh, congratulations on a good quarter. I've just got a, a couple of quick questions here. We'll start off with uh, with Hale. Uh, nice to see the grades obviously coming up in the Q1. And uh, I guess the question is, well, what should we be expecting by way of uh, an increase in grade in the second half of the year? And and how does that uh, sort of layer into uh, an improvement in recoveries? Obviously, I understand you guys have been doing a lot of a lot of work on the processing side of things and. What should we be modelling? Yeah, thanks, thanks, Chris. Um, so what we're looking for is uh, with the mining schedule and increasing in grade um, quarter on quarter. So quarter one it was um, around the 1.36, quarter two around about 1.4, quarter three at two gram, and then quarter four 2.4. Um, and we'll be working with that, uh, looking at a um, the higher recoveries. Uh, Quarter on quarter, as we sort of move forward with the the now complete now completed regrinding circuit. So first, it's the um, the hail. The way it presents itself is that the two thirds of the ounces come out in the second half of the year. Um, so the first half of the year, the recoveries are around the high 70s to low 80s, and the second half of the the year, uh, getting up to the sort of mid to uh, you know 80, 85, 84 to 86% recoveries. In the uh, in the second half, and the highest being the uh, the fourth quarter. Great, thanks for that. I, I, I appreciate the detail there. And then just quickly moving on to McRae's, I just wonder if you can give me a, a sense of uh, the the mill tons uh, percentage split between uh, the Fraser's underground and the open pit. 
Yeah, so Parades is uh, currently, uh, ever, you know, on, on large figures, about 5.8 million tonnes um, processed and, uh, and about uh, 0.9 million tonnes from Parades Underground. Okay, all right. I noticed a bit of a jump there in the, in the underground mining costs. Was that COVID-related or um, maybe comment on that? Uh, yeah, the last week of the yeah. So I mean, we we basically had um, almost a full uh, a full week there without any uh, without any mining and still covering all the uh, all the, the labour and overhead costs. Great, thanks, Michael. And uh, yeah, nice to see you uh, taking the uh, the role of uh, CEO and president. Thank you very much. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, as a reminder, if you do have any questions, please press star followed by one on your touchtone phone. And your next question will be from John Tomasos at John Tomasos Very Independent Research. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you for taking my question and thank you for your service to the company. Given that the, the gold price is firm and costs are falling and Things are moving again in New Zealand, and the grades picking up in the second half of the year. Are you feeling good enough about things to pay back the precautionary $50 million drawdown on the bank line? Yeah, thanks, thanks, John. Um, with the uh, the drawdown, with the with the current capital profile, um, we will continue to have that drawdown uh, until it gets triggered to the end of 2021. With the different uh, restrictions in various jurisdictions on movement, uh, are you having any delays? on uh, drilling you'd like to do or equipment you'd like to have delivered or independent QA, QC people or other things necessary to do normal day-to-day -day work? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very good question and, um, and there, has been, there has been impact of, uh, of some delays with equipment. Uh, we've seen uh, we've we've now got a, a new jumbo that was sort of delayed uh, in the um, in Australia. That's now headed over to Waihe and it'll be in the dirt um, in uh, on Monday. Uh, we have uh, seen some delays in the new drill fleet that we've ordered for Hale. Um, but to counter that delay and the the deal that we did with Sandvik was to to actually get some um, some secondhand pieces of equipment in the in the dirt uh, while we wait for that. So that was always the process, and to have those that fleet uh, readily available for us while they were uh, while they were building the new fleet. So that new fleet's been delayed by a couple of months, but that doesn't that hasn't impacted the operations at this point in time. Uh, we will continue to man manage and monitor that. New Zealand are. You know, it's the eradication uh, with the, the strategy they have with the COVID has, has allowed us to get back to full operations down to level two there. Uh, and the, the important thing for us at, at Hale is to ensure that, you know, we continue with our strip protocols to ensure that we have no, no COVID sort of impact uh, or no COVID-related cases at our site. I have some friends at Juniors in Peru or Madagascar that, are at risk of losing a whole year. You know, if the 
person has to go from uh, Victoria and quarantine into Western Australia and then quarantine into the next country to do a week's work and then quarantine twice to come back, it's two months. And some people just hold up the program rather than go through all that. You don't have anything that's that bureaucratic anywhere, do you? Uh, no, John. And our major um, one of our, our strategies and the way that we run our business is a is a diversified model. And so the decision making is done and the employment is done at the locations that we run. Uh, and so you know the only fly and fly out site that we do have is the Philippines. Um, that's currently sort of in a in a state of uh, suspension at this point in time. But that being said, the workforce of the Philippines is 98% Filipino. So we have the the resources within the countries of our operations. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next question will be from Reg Spencer at Kennecord. Please go ahead. Uh, thank you. Uh, good morning, Michael. Uh, a few questions for me. If I could, I could start with uh, Hale and, and uh, Horseshoe Underground. Can you just remind me what the key outstanding permitting milestones uh, might relate to? And, and following on from that, uh, are you in a position at this point to provide any potential guidance uh, on, on when you currently expect uh, underground production to commence there? Yeah, thanks, Reg. So we are in the SEIS process with the US Army Corps and the Department of Health and Environmental Control. Uh, the process um, is, is to get through to a draft uh, SEIS and then a 45 days of um, community consultation process and that's uh, and that was to be delivered in the first half of this year. So we're still sort of working towards those timelines. Um, some of the frustrating things have been the ability to have the community consultation and trying to work how we can do that uh, virtually as opposed to the face-to-face. -face. So that's something we're working with the, the current process. And that SEIS permitting process is for the expanded open pit and the underground. Uh, we have worked with the US Army Corps of Engineers and the Department of Health and Environmental Control uh, and we've, we've had approved, you know, up to date uh, from the EIS 29 minor modifications. So, so the regulatory um, uh, uh, governments um, and, and bodies are working with us to ensure that sort of the mining um, continues un, unimpeded and, uh, and we can sort of achieve what we want to achieve. So we are targeting uh, an underground development um, start at the beginning of next year. Uh, we're currently going through a few trade-offs. So with the delay in the in the um, in the start uh, process, we're looking at some trade-offs uh, with regards to the mining sequencing of a, a bottom-up or a top-down. Uh, the bottom-up in the NI43101 has the cemented rock fill. We're also looking at a top-down approach with pace fill. So we're currently going through that, and we'll we'll you know um, guide the market when we uh, when we finish the uh, and have a bit more clarity on the uh, the way in which we want to do that. So that that then that sort of um, and the reason for that 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 sort of dictates when you can actually um, get some more out. Um, the top down approach, as you know, with the DPO being uh, being a lot quicker uh, time to all body and time to production. Oh, that's great. Thanks, thanks, Michael. So that was actually going to be my next question, uh, just to, around uh, that reassessment of, of the mine design. There, it sounds like in part it is due to that that permitting 
Yeah, the permitting processes and, and uh, the delay of it, um, the permitting process hasn't really sort of uh, impacted. It was more the, the delay that we sort of chose to do with yep. the with the DPO on, on suspension. We chose to push um, from the capital program, pushed the uh, the Hull underground out of year. And that's given us the opportunity to investigate some other opportunities to, to optimise the underground mine. Understood. Shooting uh, over to, to DPO, um, can you tell me what had previously prevented you from, from moving that door? And, and secondly, given the uh, what I would consider positive developments with respect to government assistance and getting diesel into site uh, and, and that uh, export of Dore, uh, what are the chances of, of you being able to shift some of the concentrate that you have on site there? Yeah, look, thanks, uh, Reg. It's, it's, a, it's a continual process of working with the government and and the doorway, um, the doorway removal from site was following the, um, the the meeting, the presidential meeting with ministers and uh, governors and congressmen. So an outcome of that was to allow the doorway to be uh, to be removed from site, which requires an all transport permit, uh, as well as the, um, the ability for us to get 100,000 litres of fuel into site for the emergency backup generators we have. So we are continuing to work with that, uh, with the government. The working group um, is still back in and working, uh, which is good. That was another outcome of the uh, the meeting with the president. He allocated a, a working group that sort of to progress the FTAA, uh, which was made up of of the executive secretary, or the, the, the deputy for the executive secretary, a, a, um, a under secretary from the Department of Finance, and the director of the MGB. So that process is still working and we're still working hard on, on getting the FTA renewals in the first place as well as uh, what are the opportunities of actually moving the concentrate from site. But would you say that they have a timing on those? Yeah, okay, un un understood, understood. Uh, thanks very much, uh, Michael. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pass it on, thank you. Thank you. Next question will be from Mike Parkin at National Bank. Please go ahead. Hi guys, thanks for taking my question. Uh, with regards to the hail, uh, I just wanted to check to see if the water discharge plant is operational, and if it is, is that flowing through the costs on processing? Thanks, Michael. I'll hand it over to that question over to Jim Jim Whitaker, the Executive General Manager for Yeah, hi, Jim here. Uh, very good question. Thank you. Yeah. We, um, as part of a contingency plan, if you remember, late in last year, we actually added some additional capacity to our water treatment plant. Um, that, has, um, that has been installed. It's running very well. Um, we're hitting higher levels of water treatment month after month, which is basically taking the pressure off the input side, which is mainly from the snake pit at this point in time. Um, those costs are going in directly uh, into the milling costs. Okay. Great. Thanks very much. Thank you. This does conclude the question period, and I would like to turn the call back to Sam Bazuki. Thank you. Uh, so that does conclude the webcast and conference call. A replay will be available on our website later today. On behalf of Michael, Scott, Jim, and the rest of the team, thank you for joining us. Bye for now. Thank you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this does indeed conclude your conference call for today. Once again, thank you for attending, and at this time, we do ask that you please disconnect your lines. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.